Hey, welcome back, everybody. Season two, episode two, Grabbing Life by the Horns. I'm excited to be back in Studio 511. And uh, Mr. Villa, how are you doing today? Life is good. Life yeah? is good. Yeah, life is beautiful. Weather's been good. Um, I'm excited. We are doing this. Uh, we had kind of a slow start to the podcast, but uh, we're, we're hitting on all cylinders now. We got an re- episode recorded last week, mm-hmm. and we're coming back strong here on a Tuesday. So. Yeah, we're, we're here on a Tuesday, and uh, you're going to get this episode early. So I'm just going to throw it up there today. Um, we have an uh, excellent guest with us today, uh, sitting across from us right now. His name is Coach Q. He is Granada's varsity basketball coach, as well as new health teacher on hey, campus. Hey, welcome to the coach um, here. Teaching so, staff, excuse me. Welcome to the teaching staff. Welcome, Coach Q. How are you doing? I'm doing great, fellas. How about you? We're excited to get to know a little bit more about you oh, in a second. But first, got to do some housekeeping uh, items. Yeah. Number one, we got to give a shout out. To our very first uh, listener who answered our uh, Livermore trivia question right, um, Terry Moody. Terry Ooh. Moody, shout out to Terry Moody. She got the answer right. Uh, just to remind you, the question was, name two movies that uh, parts were filmed at Lawrence Livermore National Lab. Hey, not going to lie. I knew none of them. You knew none of them? I knew none what, of them. What were the two movies? So uh, she answered, there, there's more than two, but okay. she answered Tron, the movie Tron, as oh, well wow. as the new Star Trek movie. No uh, way. I had no idea. And yeah. both of those were correct. There were a few more, but uh, I don't remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> That's, That's important. That's pretty big. So good job, Terry Moody. Uh, by the way, former secretary for us at Granada, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. avid listener, came uh, saw me. I forget where we saw each other, but she came up to me. She goes, I listen to your podcast all the time. So, oh, that's um, cool. She's an original HG. Original uh, HG. Shout out to the HG, yeah. Terry Moody. Good job. <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, another Livermore trivia question at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. Listen all the way. Pass the 20 questions, and you'll get question number two for this season. Um, also, just want to keep pumping up the uh, Instagram, GLBH podcast. You can go ahead and follow us. That's where you can message us any uh, answers to the Livermore trivia. If you just uh, have somebody that you're thinking would be a great guest, go ahead and give us a message. Follow us, talk to us, all that good stuff. Now we're going to get into one of my favorite segments. What has impressed you this week? What has underwhelmed you this week? Uh, Mr. Ville, you want to start us off? Uh, Sure. Uh, Impressed by this week? Uh, I would go ahead and say uh, this was actually my very first experience with going through um, conferences. So uh, elementary school conferences. Mm. So my mm. son, second grade, daughter's in kindergarten. And my son started uh, kindergarten uh, w- with distance learning via COVID. And so we never really got to do kind of like a sit-down conference. Mm. Um, and so uh, I was really impressed with my, my kids. Both the kids go to Rancho Las Positas. Shout out raccoons. Um, <laughs> go raccoons. Yeah. Uh, but v- just very impressed with the school as a, ho- as a whole, the, the teachers that are there, uh, my, my kids' teachers, and just the whole process. It was great to be able to just go back. As an educator, I have my own classroom. And I have friends that have classrooms, so I get to see theirs. But to actually go and kind of see where my son and daughter are going to school, hear some stories and hear about them. Um, I know like a lot of people, it's like, oh, it's a busy schedule. I was really impressed with going to the, uh, the parent-teacher conference. I really nice. enjoyed it. And so, uh, so yeah. yeah. And actually, it was just yesterday. We just did both of them yesterday. Okay. So oh, nice. Yeah. So it was good times. It was a positive, uh, positive report for both of the kids. And so we celebrated. Uh, we went to In-N-Out. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I know, I know Jace can crush and then an out burger. Uh, not so. This is just recently too. My son, he told me I was like, "Hey, we're gonna go to In and Out." I was. He's like, "I was like, do you want a double double?" He goes, "No." I was like, "What do you want?" He goes, "I want a double double and another double double." Wow. I was like, "Son, oh, we're not getting you two double doubles." I was like, we, "We'll compromise here. <laughs> How about a three by three? Ooh. And he says, "No problem." 
My son can take down a three by three right now. Not like not even a hesitation oh, to sign him up for Finish the day like a <laughs> hummingbird. I know. ASAP. Remember those days? I remember those days. Uh, speaking of uh, conferences, we had ours for Harper uh, last week, and just a shout out to Miss Wolf, uh, who was actually one of my former students. Uh, not not too many years ago, who's now my daughter's first grade teacher. And oh, it was just cool. cool to hear how my daughter's doing in her class and she's thriving in there. And it's cool to see like that full circle moment where someone you taught is now teaching your kids. So that, oh, that's, that's cool. just Livermore for you, right? That's yeah. just Livermore for you. Uh, awesome. What has impressed me this week? Um, going food route, yeah. All right. Um, and Aaron Cheney has never let me down. Uh, just so you guys, uh, if you don't know what an arancini is, I'm googling it uh, right now. An arancini <laughs> is uh, leftover risotto, okay? Mm-hmm. That they form into a ball with some cheese and then they deep fry it. So it's basically a deep fried rice ball. Um, and I'm telling you, every time I have an arancini, I am never let down. I had um, some arancini last weekend uh, at La Conda in uh, Pleasanton. Okay. We have a Laconda in Livermore. They have multiple locations. Um, I know Mr. Conover will be mad that I was in Pleasanton giving them money, but um, <laughs> we went there and they had Aaron Cheney and I was like, I got to have some and they just always impress. So oh, that's cool. I have never heard slash, maybe I've seen them before just randomly, but I'm looking it up right now. They look delicious. Sometimes my <laughs> wife actually calls me Aaron Cheney because um, <laughs> my name is Aaron. She, oh, my little Aaron Cheney. I, so. I thought you created the name when you first said it. When you said Aaron Cheney, I'm like, did this guy make up his own name? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's a real Italian dish. Uh, l- basically, leftover rice and cheese. They roll it up, fry it. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Super cool. Coach Q. Yes, sir. What's impressed you th- lately this week? Oh, man. If we're on the food trail, I'm going to stick to it. And I'm going to say... Uh, there is a Chick Fil A being built across the street. Not to be In-N-Out. confused with an Olive Garden, but and an chance. Olive Garden. Don't, don't, like don't sleep. Don't sleep on OG either. I'm, I'm, I'm an Olive Garden guy as well. I don't have to drive to Tracy. I don't have to drive to Pleasanton. Yeah. Everything is in Livermore. That has been very impressive to me this week. I found it out on Monday. I think my, my, my wife told me that there's an Olive Garden being built, too. I'm like, no way. It's blowing my mind. Wait, so wait, wait. I was joking really about is. the Olive was, Garden. There is legitimately there's no. legitimate. No. Olive, no, I'm serious. Where? It's They're building it in that same plaza as uh, Popeye's. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So oh my I'm, goodness! I'm good. I'm oh, good. Because strings went, went under. Mm-hmm. Is it where strings was? No, because there's a taco place going in there. Oh, oh man, I got to research this. I don't, I believe you, Q. No, I believe you. I, I listen. My wife told me, and she knows <laughs> I love some OG, and that's that's all I needed to hear. I don't have to go out of Livermore for the next six months now. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Olive Garden and Chick Fil A will keep me. I'm keep with me you. Sane. <laughs> uh, fun fact: One of uh, my good friends uh, from Chico, when I went to college there, he owns a Chick Fil A. No way. Yeah, he's a franchise owner in um, Nevada, Carson City, Nevada. Ooh. So I got to I gotta go. I got to go visit him. Sorry, Matt get, Hawk. I know I've told you I'm going to be up there. I got to visit you. Sorry. Do you get free Chick-fil-A out there? Well, I'm, I'm assuming that if I go there, I'll, I'll get whatever I want. Let's take a trip up there. Yeah. You know, Let's just, go. Yeah. <laughs> just don't go on Sundays. It'll be all right. Yes. Just don't go on close. <laughs> all right. Uh, underwhelmed, yeah, Mr. Villa. You want to circle it back? Yeah. You yeah. Right back to me? Uh-huh. Okay. Underwhelmed. Um. Fall allergies and vertigo. Um, I have, I have fall allergies. Yeah, I know most people have allergies in the spring and the summer, which I, I do. I take my Flonase every day, but for some reason there's something in the air. And my mom has the same thing. There's something in the air, pollen-wise, in the fall, right around 
September, October, November, where we get um, just like uh, some pressure in our ears and we start experiencing vertigo. Um, so sometimes I'll be, uh, you know, at home and then all of a sudden the floor and the ceiling switch. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and uh, it hasn't it hasn't been that bad this year, but I'm starting to feel it already. My mom already has had some issues uh, this year already. So fall allergies, underwhelmed, and also <laughs> vertigo. That sucks. How do you deal with that? Uh, I deal with it by powering through. <laughs> Just figure it out. Stuff. Yeah, because there's no like stuff. medication or anything, right? Nothing you can take. Uh, I mean, the, the Flonase helps. Oh, okay. When I wasn't doing the Flonase okay. year, year round, I used to just do Flonase just during the allergy season. Yeah. And then I noticed I was having issues. So Flonase year round now. Gotcha. Um, it does help, but you still get little bits of it. It's gotcha. okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'll make it through. Yeah. I am underwhelmed by it, though. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ville, what do you got? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, 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 haircuts. Um, uh, and more specifically, I got, uh, so, uh, after this, I got to take my son to go get a haircut. Yeah. And, um, I just remember when I was a kid, yeah. I could get like a haircut, just a basic haircut. I don't need anything fancy, but just a simple haircut. And it was like, I can go to Costco or whatever. It was like seven, eight bucks. Right. Yep. I went to, Tim with tip. yeah, I went to, um, uh, it wasn't not a cost cutters. There's uh what's it over by Great clips. Great clips. Clips. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Great Clips and I was like, this was uh, before the start of the school year. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I got to get my son a haircut. We haven't had one in forever. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go right here. It's quick. It's I got to do it today because I've like dragged it out. And so I get in there and they're like, no problem. Get them all set up. You get a little bit to wait. And then all of a sudden I take a look at the price for a young boy's haircut. Twenty eight dollars. I'm going good. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say the lady did a very nice job. Yeah. She did a good job cutting the hair. I made sure to tip and do all those things. But I was just looking at that for a little boy's haircut, oh, yeah. $28. And oh. I know, and that's on the cheaper end, too. Yeah. Because you can get some style and you can get some things right there. Like, yeah, uh, shout out to Livermore Barbershop because actually that's where my son's going today. My, oh, that's yeah. Cool. But uh, uh, you can go upwards of like $50 for yeah. that thing. And I'm like, whoo. Yeah. I mean, I have, you can tell my own personal hairstyle, which is no hair. I, I try to take this thing and keep it as low as possible. It's pretty but, smart business but, move. Oh, yeah, yeah. You keep it simple. <laughs> I always tell my students, they're like, don't you wish you had hair? I'm like, I can get out of the shower and go, and hair is dry. Done. It's done. done. It's done. So, yeah, uh, a little kid's haircut costs as much as I just, uh, very underwhelmed. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I That's, hear you. Imagine how many uh, three by threes uh, in and out you can get for your son if. <laughs> If you didn't have to pay thirty dollars for, a yeah, haircut. Oh, I can get him three. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd take that over a haircut. Uh, Q, what do you got? What's underwhelmed you recently? Ah, uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna stick to the food tip, man. Yeah, and, let's do it. And and you know, McDonald's breakfast. It's it's not um, everywhere. It's not selling breakfast everywhere anymore. Like they used to have this little deal where they were selling breakfast like throughout the whole day, mm-hmm. but now they stop. At like <clears throat> some locations are like nine a.m. and I'm like, are what? you that are early? You joking? People just waking up at that I need, time. I need I need a, a sausage muffin sandwich. That's where you go, the McMuffin sausage. I go with the sausage McMuffin sandwich. Okay. Sometimes I get egg, but most of the time I get no egg. And okay. This one morning, I'm like, Monday, I was like, I need my sandwich. <laughs> I'm like, no, we don't have it. I'm like, are you joking? So that underwhelmed me. Okay. That, that so is so, underwhelming. You know what? I'm overwhelmed I mean, least, by food. I'm underwhelmed by food. So. Yeah. At least till 11. <laughs> yeah, I would give think me, so. Give me some time. Or you know what? You're a multi-billion dollar corporation. Yeah. 24 hours? Y- y'all can't make that thing up for Come me real on, quick? Guys. Come on. If Jack in the Box can do it, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Some competition. They sell everything all, all day long. There's some food competition going on in Livermore <laughs> right now. Some serious food competition. Well, I felt like we had some hot takes today on yeah. the <laughs> impressed and underwhelmed. Uh, now we're going to move into learning more about 
cue over here. So, uh, JD, go. take us away. All right. So, uh, for our listeners, uh, I, I know that I refer to you, uh, many people refer to you as Q yeah. or to Coach Q. How yeah. about just this? Uh, what is your first name? Yeah, my first name is Karan. So, if you were to spell C A R O N, it would be pronounced that way, Karan. Okay. Right? Um, but start spell it with a Q. Obviously, I spell it Q U A R A N. Um, yeah, right. call it Q. It's uh, a lot easier. Yeah, I like the Q, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I'm an initial guy, too, but, yeah, I like the yeah, single initial, yeah. too. Let's just keep it there. Um, and so uh, where did you grow up? Uh, uh, were you guys moving around a lot? Are you guys from the Bay Area? What's the story with that? Yeah, so I'm originally from Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, I um, went to high school there. I grew up there. I came out here in 2008. I went to Ohlone College in Fremont. And a lot of people are like, well, why do you go to junior college in California from Philadelphia? Well, I played basketball, and um, the school that I had, my hopes were set it on go to was Hofstra University. Um, you, for everybody who knows how the recruitment thing works, they had a number one, and I was essentially their number two. Their number one was supposed to go somewhere else. I was like, sweet, I want to go to Hofstra. It's in New York. It's a good, good Division One school. That didn't end up working out. So I'm like, you know what? I have no idea where I want to go. A buddy of mine, a good friend of mine, he's actually – uh, the coach at uh, <coughs> Amador High School. We don't want, I don't want to say that name too well. <laughs> give him any promotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Amador. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll he's, just gloss over that. He's, he's, he's a coach at that purple school in yeah, Pleasanton. <laughs> and uh, he said, hey, c- come out here. I play for a great coach. Um, he was leaving at the time. He had got a scholarship to go to Colorado State. Uh, my, my dream school outside of Hofstra was Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, you know what? I'm coming coming out to California, right? You can't beat that. The weather is beautiful out there. Came out here in 2008. Um, got my AA, played basketball there, left. I didn't go to Santa Clara. I ended up going to Metro State. But met my wife here, got two boys. Livermore is where we are, where we are right now. So Right on. Just yeah. a quick interjection. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from Philly to California, yeah. Um, uh, rumor has it that the California people are a little harder and tougher than yeah. Philadelphia people. Can, can you tell us why? Slightly. I think I think the weather makes them tougher, man. They make them meaner. <laughs> They're always hot and always sweating. No, no, but it's a, it's a difference. It's it's a real difference. Sometimes I. You know, my son, both of my boys play sports and they're into basketball. And sometimes I'm like, come on, you need to get a little bit, you know, more physical with them. And you know, I just want them to have that, you know, tenacity. Got to have I, that edge a little that bit. That little edge, yeah. Yeah, that chip on your shoulder that I grew up with. But then I realized, like, all right, man, you know, they didn't grow up in the circum- same circumstances. They didn't grow up in the snow, shoveling snow for money. And those little things that kind of toughen you up at a younger age. So. Yeah. But uh, I love it, though. I love it. For the listeners, that was a sarcastic question. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't figure obviously, that out yet. Obviously, people from Philly are, are tougher and harder than bit. California. <laughs> a little bit. We got to cush out here. Eagles are doing well. So oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly, man. Jeez. Yes, sir, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, so we settle in down here. We go yeah. to school. Where's Metro? You said Denver. Metro. So I went from Philadelphia to California to Denver. So my, I'm pretty sure that's where Willis went. Yes. Oh, okay. Both uh, Ohlone and Metro. Yeah. So we, we always mess with each other about that. Like, Metro coaches can't coach. Uh, <laughs> Ohlone coaches can't coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. By the way, Corgan Willis, the PE teacher, not Kenan. Yeah. yeah. And he's a lot older than me, by the way. Let people know. <laughs> a lot older. So you did not cross paths at Metro. No, State. he's like three times my age, guys. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's probably true. We'll do the math a little bit later. But um, all right. So you're in Metro, um, yeah. and then so you're in Denver, and then did you decide to come back to California right after so that? I, I met my wife. I was trying. I was doing the whole professional basketball playing thing and okay. traveling and trying out, and I ended up. Um, going to getting invited to a D league tryout. It's the G league now, but it was a D league back then. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I, I had what's called an AC separation on my shoulder. Uh, didn't end up playing, had opportunities to go play like Germany and places like that. But at the time I had had my first son, he was born, he had, a, he was diagnosed with epilepsy when he was first born wow. and just traveling just didn't seem with the little bit of money that they were going to give me, it just didn't seem enticing enough to me. And so, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm going to start, you know, doing something that I love, right? But at the same time, I'm going to try to make it work for my career, you know? And that's how I got into training first. And once I started training individually, I got into, you know, a little bit of coaching and, you know, ended up at Granada. <laughs> and so uh, what year did you start as the head basketball coach here at Granada? For varsity or JV? Oh, oh I, uh, yeah. So when I, did you start? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I started JV, I want to say 2016 or 17. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh-huh. 16 or 17. And uh, Gomes had just came back. That's right. Um, okay. yeah, yeah. So I can't remember who stepped down before him, but he, he was just taking it back over. Mm-hmm. And I had had an interview, and I was going to take the job at the other school, in Livermore. Uh-huh. And and what stopped you from taking that other job? <laughs> well, a large man named Brian Hahn <laughs> sent me a text and said, hey, if you take that job, I'm going to punch you in the face. Wow. <laughs> aggressive. Word, aggressive. Word for word, he said that. No, but he Hahn, <laughs> Hahn went to Ohlone also. I don't know if you guys knew that, mm-hmm. but he played at Ohlone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that connection right there, you always got to, you know, you, you feel like that, that connection, you know, keeps – things honest and so if there's anybody I could trust for advice and kind of lean on even though I didn't know him as well was Han right he was right. an alum and so we kind of sat down one day and he said look because he was a, a JV coach at the time mm-hmm. and we sat down at Buffalo Wild Wings and um, he told a bunch of inappropriate jokes because that's how Han does it <laughs> <laughs> and this is like one of the first times I'm meeting Han and he's like hey seriously though I'm stepping down they need somebody uh, to step in in my place. And, you know, you're young. Um, you have a passion for the game. You'd be a great fit, right? You should come here as opposed to that other place. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what? I, at the time I was training and I knew a lot of the kids that were already going to Granada. Right. And so I just felt like it would be a better fit for me. Um, even though I was tempted to take the job at Livermore, but I knew most of the kids at Granada. And so I just... I decided to, to take that on, and um, thankfully, Gomes hired me and got to work under Gomes for three years, and which was, was super fun, super cool, and, you know, learning from a legend. It's mm-hmm. always it's always great, you know. Yeah. Uh, a few questions going back to your playing days. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you were at Metro State, um, rumor has it there was a particular NBA player that used to stop by and hang out. <laughs> Is that true? And, and who was that person? Yeah, J.R. Smith. A lot of those guys came by. So if I can paint you a picture, um, Metro State's campus is directly across the street from the Pepsi Center okay. where the Nuggets play. Mm-hmm. We we lived in a place called the Regency, which is like five minutes away from campus. Uh, we got shuttled back and forth from campus to, to our um, where we lived, our Regency. 
the Regency downstairs, like even if you YouTube it, they'll show you a good view of it. It's like a full court. It's like three full courts. Wow. Um, yeah. Underneath, like at the bottom of where the, because um, it was an old hotel. So at the bottom where the, the, the our rooms were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I can't remember. It was, I think it was after the season, before the season and after the season, uh, an old alum, Metro alum, he was JR's driver. And so that's how that connection got bridged, right? And so he would bring Jr. and sometimes Carmelo came. Wow. Uh, Aaron Aflalo, Ty Lawson. I can name some old school. Oh yeah, the some old school Nuggets. That was guys. a legit team back that then. Was a, that was a solid team. Yeah. And I think it was right after Allen Iverson got traded, and so Melo was on his way out. Melo actually got traded that year, mm-hmm. and um, so he we would always have open gym these open runs at like three o'clock or something like that. Just great runs or what? Just oh my god, some of the best <laughs> games you guys would ever see. You know, and you if you can imagine, you know, we got these superstar NBA players <laughs> in our building, and like all these students that live there and athletes, they were all just be crowding around. And you know, when when you're into the game, you don't really you're, you're trying to win. You know, yeah, that's J.R. Smith. Yeah, that's a Carmelo Anthony. Whoever. But you're trying to win at totally. the end of the day. You don't want them to think that you don't deserve to be on the floor with them. Yeah. And so I didn't really kind of grasp, like, the moment until one day we were playing. I think there was a stop ball or something, a foul, whatever happened. And I look around, and, like, the the, the room is just packed with students. Just They're just all around the all around the gym. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't realize it. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This is some professionals playing right now right, for your right. local team, right? So yeah, we we and then J, Jr. and I we 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 had a we had a good time. We went out a couple times. We had some fun. Uh, we 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 built a good relationship. But you know, after the season, we would play all the time, and it was it was just fun to see those guys like normal people just coming to hoop and just yeah. coming to play like like everybody else. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And and now you got Jr. going back to college, play golf. Yeah, he's playing golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. good for him, man. Yeah, yeah, really good for him. I know. I imagine like if I had the skill set. And I didn't go and get my college degree, and I still had some years of eligibility. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, I would go back in a heartbeat. Absolutely, in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, um, so any any teams you actually like tried out specifically for? You said you did the D League. The, the, it was a Clippers D League. Okay, Clippers yeah, D League. It was uh, Bakersfield. Um, I don't know if they were called the Jam or whatever at the time or something like that. But it was out in Bakersfield. But it was for it was a Clippers uh, D League affiliate team. So yeah, I, I also heard that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, just that experience. I, I know mm-hmm. you said you didn't do too long because you had the AC separation, yeah. but uh, for individuals that don't know, trying to make a minor league basketball yeah. team, kind of, uh, what kind of a grind is that? What kind of, <sighs> I mean, what, what is that like? Yeah. I, I have no perspective on that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So uh, I always considered myself the hardest worker in the room, right? No matter where I went, I went to a couple schools, as you, as I just mentioned to you guys, and I never. Uh, I never felt like I was was worried about who was going to be there or they're recruiting another player in front of me because I always felt like I was the hardest work, worker in the room. And so when I was done with college, I had this time to prepare to try to be a pro, and my life was just dedicated to it, right? And you have to. It's it's a job. It's a job in college, but it's it's a job 100% when, you, when you're done with it, right? Mm-hmm. So... For me, I, I, I was working out at least three times a day, if not four times a day, you know, lifting, eating right. You know, I'd be up at like 4 a.m. in the morning to get my first workout in, you know, 
go home, grab a bite to eat, go lift, be back at the gym at like 12 in the afternoon or something like that, and then go again later on that evening to play or get some shots up. And that was my daily routine. I'm talking Sunday to Sunday, right? Oh, Every wow. day. Um, and then I'm I'm not on the bigger side of guys that you would normally see at that level. So me having to work twice as hard was an understatement, you know. Right. And um, it's a grind, you know, and it's a grind. But, you know, I, the, the reward for me was being in those those practices and those workouts and in that gym and looking on the baseline and you see uh, a former D-League player who was on the D-League team who's now trying out again or a guy from Wake Forest or a guy from some high-level Division One school mm-hmm. and you went to this small, you know, well, D- Division Two school and now you're competing with the best of the best, right? So totally. You can do it from anywhere. It's just about the work that you put in and, and, and the focus and the grind that you have, you know. So I don't know if that answered your question. No, no it totally definitely does, does yeah. man. Like, that, that's an incredible schedule to have to keep, yeah. regard, you know. And then on top of, like I said, this is your livelihood. This is what you're trying exactly. to do. Exactly. You know? And then all the things that come along with that on top of probably trying to be maybe a husband at the time. I'm not sure if you were married yeah, at the husband, time. Well, we didn't get married. We got married a year, two years later, actually. But, uh, yeah, I, I spent some time to chase my dream couple years and then uh then we got married Uh um but like my son my first son was born my oldest and like i said he had epilepsy so Mm -hmm. that was tough too yeah yeah so my wife i remember my wife traveling with me to bakersfield you know a couple times just to be a part of that process and everything like that but it was a real grind at the time man we Mm -hmm. He had a lot of sacrifices to make, you know, during that time. So totally. I'm thankful for it. Yeah. And I don't even know this. What position did you play? Were you the one? Were you the two? Were you? You know what? I could shoot it pretty well. Yeah. So I was, I had the luxury of sliding to the off guard. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, I defended pretty well, I would like to say. Um, but mainly I was the one, okay. right? But I was more of a scoring, you know, type of like, you know, uh, 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 Stephen Curry-ish. Well, I heard, I heard that. You uh, one year had the best three point percentage. Is that true? Yeah. Well, my in your league or well in uh, at Ohlone, my sophomore year, I think it was like the first. I think well, not, I think it was like the, yeah, nine games in, I didn't I hadn't missed a shot. I think it was like fifteen for fifteen from, from the three. <laughs> yeah. Right, I was like fifteen for so I had a hundred percent from the three. I think I missed one that entire in conference. I only missed one three pointer in conference. I, wow, I was shooting, I shot like forty five or something like that percent from the three. It was a, lights out. It was a good year. Heck yeah, <laughs> it was a good year. That's really me. good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, l- let's switch to uh, some yeah. more Granada experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've, like you said, you've been coaching varsity basketball here for uh, a good amount of years now. Um, talk us through some some teams you've had. I mean, you've made some runs here mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. kind of making some big splashes, making Granada basketball a, a bigger name. Yeah. Uh, tell us about like um, kind of your your approach to to uh, getting your teams ready for the season, um, the yeah. highs and lows, uh, you know, moments in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I've been coaching varsity, just to be clear, for five years, right? If you count the COVID year, it's five years, right? If you don't count, it's four years. We're counting it. We're counting it, so it's five. (laughs) (laughs) My first year, um, you know, I had some success. It was just like JV. My first year of a JV, I didn't do too well. My second year, we had a lot of success. I think we were like 22 and 7 or something like that for JV. The next year, we had like five losses. The following year, Gom stepped down. I became a varsity coach. And I think we were 13 and 13 or something like mm-hmm. that. 
And I just knew that I was ready for varsity going into that year. I just knew I had it figured out for JV. There was going to be no difference. I had it all figured <laughs> out. I knew what I was doing. I was ready to win. And I got my butt kicked. I remember it was like six games in a row where we were just – we were losing. We lost a hit on a six-game losing streak, right? And one of my best players got hurt. He had towards MCL. And so I'm like, oh, no. There's no worse feeling than going – through a losing streak, like especially as the head coach, because you feel like all the pressure is on you. You feel like, you know, um, everybody's blaming you for every loss. Mm -hmm. You know people have their opinions on what they think you could have done or what you should be doing to try to uh, minimize it or, or, or even win games. And so, you know, I, I, I wake up stressed, stressed out, man. It was, it was a stressful year. And I can remember, you know, before every game uh, in e-ball, you, uh, you, you know, they have this ritual where you talk to, to the coach, the incoming coaches, or even if you're a visiting coach, you would just go talk to the coach and you guys would chat it up. And some of it would be nonsense. Some of it would be legit, right? And I remember talking to uh, Nick Jones at Monta Vista. And I remember he said to me, he asked me, um, hey, Q, how many days are you guys are?" Um, gonna take off for Christmas this year, and I was just like, you know, I'm used to my JV days. Well, I would probably take off four, you know, maybe five. I'm not sure. Give the kids a little bit of rest. I'm like, how about you? Cause, God, I think I'm gonna take off two this year. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I've been grinding it, and I'm like, <laughs> two. <laughs> you know? Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And he said, uh, "Can I be honest with you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, please." And he's like. I never see Granada at any of the summer events. I never see him at any of the tournaments. And he was like, "Man, we we shoot in the mornings. We we you know we have our practices. We do this." And in my mind, it just clicked that day. It was like, you know what? From now on, you're not going to be better than us, talent wise, and work harder than us. It's just not going to happen anymore, right? <laughs> and and I was blessed to have a young, hungry junior class. And they just, they were going to follow my lead no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so we, we just, once we got through that year, we lost in the first round of NCS. We got that experience. We just made a pack like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to grind. We're not going to go out like that anymore. Up until that point, we hadn't beat De La Salle. We hadn't beaten Dublin since they've been in the league. I, I'm not even sure if we had beaten Doherty Valley. So there were a plethora of teams that we hadn't beaten as a varsity program mm -hmm. you know since they had been in our uh, in in the e-ball mm -hmm. and so the next year we beat them all <laughs> you know well we we um, excuse me we didn't beat doherty valley that year but we beat de la salle for the first time we beat dublin for the first time uh we went all the way to the ncs championship um you know we were number one team in the state for division two um, yeah. And that was the year COVID hit. So we 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 mm -hmm. kind of changed a lot of, of that culture mm -hmm. in that in those two years, right? Well, and, I gotta tell you, just as being a teacher here and being a student here, yeah. you know, going all the way back to the two thousands, uh, we were excited. Yeah, oh when, yeah, when oh, yeah. Granada basketball was on the map again. Oh, we that's were cool. both at the game against yeah. uh, De La Salle. At, yeah, the game one at Dublin High. We were there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the we NCS championship. Yeah, we were yeah. There. Oh I mean, man. It was it was just exciting to, to see us be successful again. So. Dude, that was one of the most in in at any level, coaching, you know, playing. That was that was one of my favorite experiences, um, you know, in basketball. I would say because 
when I looked around, I still I'm still begging for somebody to get me. Uh, if, if any of your million followers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> attended that game and have any pictures, I'm still looking around for some pictures of that that game because that gym, if you guys remember, yeah. was packed. It was packed. It was completely. Pa- I remember my wife was like, the line was around the corner. I couldn't even get into the first quarter because it was so packed. Yeah. And I was just like, I remember looking around and I tried not to get like caught up in the moment. And I tried to get my kids not to get caught up in a moment, but I mean, holy cow! It was, it was just so, um, you know, humbling of a moment to say, hey, you know, you guys did, we did this together. We brought some, you know, um, you know, some bragging rights to our school. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So that was. Uh, yeah. And there's something fun. real special. I love high school athletics, yeah. but there is something special about a high school basketball game. And yeah. I don't know if it's just the intimacy of the yeah. gym. Yeah. If it's just, I mean, you have, you know, amateur athletes that are going out there and doing their thing. But yeah. man, that, that environment is incredible and it's fun oh, to be in. Man. You know, and I've been I've been in that going to those games ever since I was a little kid. My parents were both yeah. PE teachers, uh, you know, at a school across town too. And uh, <laughs> now I got to shout out Livermore High School because I went there. But uh, but uh, but yeah, I just always remember going to those games and those basketball yeah. games are so fun and so intense yeah. and like i said you continue to travel you continue to have success you continue to get to go to those big games and man it's it's fun it it's, is it's, it's, it's special it feels like every year we've we've taken a step further you know and so i guess there's a little bit of um you know pressure i would say i kind of don't use that word but pressure i would say in terms of continuing to keep not going but mm-hmm. You know the boys love it. You know I'm I'm lucky to have guys who just love being in the gym, who love grinding, who love working, and and love competing. And so it's just it's fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Um, tell us about uh, this upcoming season. I mean, you got a couple yeah. of weeks before tryouts yeah. and practices. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about this season? What, what are your what's your mindset this year? What, yeah. what are you guys thinking? You know what? Um, I'm excited about this season. I'm really excited about this season for 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 two reasons, right? The first reason is that we have um, Andrew McKeever, who's a seven footer, right? And he's, he's really got, tall. He's he's he's, he's, really he's got a duck before he comes you into the hallway. Yeah, me. I've seen him. You don't? Well, I taught him during COVID. Yeah, yeah. He was on my yearbook staff. Oh, was he? And he sat at his desk in front of a camera. <laughs> So when he came on campus and I saw I saw him, I saw his face, I recognized yeah. him. I'm like, oh, that's Andrew from your book. Then I was like, that can't be him. He's <laughs> he's a giant. Can I tell you a little story about him? Oh, I, yeah. So that year, I was just describing that year where you guys went to the championship game. Mm-hmm. Andrew McKeever was a freshman. He was 6'3", right? Was he really 6'3"? He three was 6'3". As a fr- three as oh, a freshman. I didn't know he's grown that he much. He his big old head and... <laughs> He was just so uncoordinated. His body, he just didn't have it together yet, right? Mm-hmm. So naturally, as a coach, you always have these ideas on how you're going to work with him and get him better. So COVID happened. That was 2020. And uh, I remember they allowed us to go outside and do workouts outside. If mm-hmm. you guys remember during that COVID phase. Mm-hmm. Sure. He, this guy was riding his bike. This was a 6'9 kid riding his bike <laughs> with this long hair. He looks like, like Larry Bird or somebody <laughs> like that. And I'm like, in the world is riding in Livermore and he goes hey what's up coach Q and I'm like Andrew is yeah. that you <laughs> and so he's 6'9 at the time and I'm like dude okay it's time to get basketball focused right, right. you're 6'9 you're kid and then 
um, that uh, that summer he was like, uh, I seen him. I it was another break in between because we didn't go to school that year until like the end. We didn't have our season until like May and June. That's if you right, guys yeah. remember, yeah. we had that six week season. It was mm-hmm. weird. Yep. And he was seven feet. <laughs> I was just like, oh wow, oh, like this is this is gonna be fun if he enjoys it, if he likes it. Sure. And so he, you know. Ended up liking, ended up enjoying, and now he's committed to school and all that stuff. So that's cool. That was my Andrew McKeever story. Is yeah. how he got to six three to seven feet. Uh-huh. It was crazy. That's uh-huh. fast. That's fast. And uh, so my second one, I wanted to make sure I make sure I told you guys. Sure. My second reason why I'm excited is because uh, the chemistry and camaraderie of this group is like it's electrifying. You you can awesome. feel it uh, every time they're in the room. They're always together. They're easy to talk to. Um, it's not that I haven't had that in years, but this feeling feels like 2000 and, um, you know, 2019, 2020 when we had that special year mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they haven't, you know, been afraid of, of working. They're excited about the season. It's been times where I had to say, Hey guys, we're going to chill out for a little bit and kind of <laughs> get, you know, give ourselves some rest until we actually start that season. So. Um, because the season could potentially be a long season. So. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. So uh, just just mentioning that, I mm-hmm. mean, our season, your season, I mean, tryouts are basically at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. How long could your season go? Like, what could be, the like, the final t- game that you guys play? Is that, yeah. like, I mean, are we talking all the way into, like, like April, May? Like, or is March. it? March. March. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so last, last year we finished a game before. So, had we had we won in the state playoffs, the game that we lost, we would be two games away from the state championship, wow. crazy. which was the following week. Right. So we pretty much played up, there. up until the end of the year. So I'm planning on playing from November to the second week of March. Wow. And uh, hopefully Circle we're playing that week. Hopefully we're playing in Sacramento. We'll see. You All know, right. but uh, that's that goes to show you where. Our aspirations are, you know, at this point, it's like, yeah. hey, you know, we, you know, you might as well shoot for it, you know, Absolutely. see what happens. No, and tip the cap to you and like all of thank your support you. staff for everything that you have yeah, done, building the you. culture and thank establishing you. some greatness here at Granada. And I will affirm like, yeah, yeah, I have some really positive kids in my class uh, oh, that are you. on the team. And so, yeah, I'm glad. So, so looking forward to the season, looking forward to watching you, you and your boys play. It's going to be great. Man. If they ever become non-positive, will you let me know? That? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, like I said, it's been all positive thus far. All positive <laughs> we can't let you off the hook yep. without also yeah. talking about your experience now as a teacher yeah because it's a lot different than coaching yeah oh yeah and so just tell us how a health class is going <laughs> yeah just just for a little background this is coach q's first year <laughs> as a high school educator and i will just say as any educator i mean yeah. you've been a coach and so there's yeah, education yeah, yeah, yeah. but in terms of the the, sure. the classroom setting this mm-hmm. is your first year I've so heard. yeah i gotta set that up before you Very go first spanking year i'm taking those six game losing streak i'm taking that losing streak right now <laughs> yeah no you know what it's 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 really been rewarding right because um i get to reach so many more kids. I get to know so many more kids. I love interacting with the kids. It it is really the best. They give you all the energy in the world. It's just fun, right? So that's one thing. Uh, Figuring out um, it's 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 a it's a different type of fatigue. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's not the same fatigue as, as running a practice or whatever. Coming home late from basketball, or whatever. This is a grind all day, every day, and and so just figuring out who your Clark and Han gave me the best references, right? Treat it like as a basketball practice guy, you know, just, mm-hmm. but figuring out who your class is, 
right? Um, trying to get to know the kids individually as much as possible and, um, and, and, and handling that, um, you know, accordingly, essentially, is what, is what I've been trying to do as of late is, okay, my, my, my second period is mostly juniors and seniors. And so um, they're different. They're a little bit more calm, a little bit more mm-hmm. relaxed. You can kind of talk to them, have a conversation. And after that, I got all freshmen, and it's just like the the walls are bouncing, right? Mm -hmm. And so you kind of got to bring a different energy with them. They're more energetic. They got a lot more questions. They want to know things. They want to talk a lot more. Um, There's a little bit more discipline that has to go down with those. But um, I've been having a blast, man, honestly. You know, everybody's been asking, are you tired yet? Is your head bouncing off the wall? Like, yes, my head is bouncing off the wall. I'm still trying to figure out how to manage my time as a teacher, I was here over the weekend, so I'm like, I'm officially a teacher now because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing work over the weekends. Totally. But, but it's fine. I enjoy it, and I, you know, I'm 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 appreciative of the opportunity Clark given me, and yeah. appreciative of you guys, you know, just accepting me, um, you know, with open arms so much and being there for me and helping me out because um, I need it. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to have you. Yeah, you we're excited. You're, you're you're a positive person. You're positive oh, with kids. You. And, yeah, you. and a great a great person to have on campus. Thank yeah. you. Thank so, you. I really appreciate good. that. Thank uh-huh. you. All right. Well, um, we can also uh, talk about, and we can talk about, uh, this could be here at Granada we can think about, or yeah. even just kind of yeah. on your journey from Philly all the way over here. Yeah. Uh, what, what's been a challenge that you have faced? Uh, something that uh, either maybe has shaped you as an individual or mm-hmm. just something that kind of stands out uh, in your life? You know, I, I could go down a list on a lot of things. Um, my senior year, um, I uh, was um, it was after a holiday game, like around Christmas time. We get we get a, a week or so, a few days to go home, and I was going to an airport with one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and um, we were in uh, Kansas, and uh, it was bad, really bad weather. Um, we hit um, a patch of black ice. I don't know if you guys know what black ice is, right? Yeah. 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 But so he was a driver. You know, it was probably about, you know, his flight was supposed to be at like five in the morning because his dad worked for the airline. So he got to fly free. Mm-hmm. So he, he could catch any flight he wanted to. He wanted to get home really quickly because he was going to come to Philadelphia and come spend some time with me. So he's going to spend some time, a couple of days with his dad, and he's going to come to Philadelphia, spend some time with me. And um, uh, we went over black ice and lost control of the car, and we went over an embankment. <clears throat> yeah. And he and he died. Right, oh, no, man. Right there, right there next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you guys were telling me about that story, it was just like, wow. You know what I mean? It, it I it kind of shaped my life in terms of, uh, you know, just appreciating every moment, appreciating everything, you know, um, because he touched so many people. He touched my life. Um, you know what I mean? And, you know, from then on, I kind of knew like, you know, it's about the people that you're able to reach while you're here. Hmm. It's about the, the impact you're able to give while you're here. Because there were so many people at his funeral, there were so many people that, you know, were so remorseful and and but just also thankful that they knew him. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, you know, I hope I make that impact on people. You know, I I want to be able to reach people and just be able to be a person that people remember that brought some some light 
to their life, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that that moment uh, shaped me forever. I will never, obviously, never forget that. I will never forget him. He's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, will always remember what that taught me in, in terms of just being a person, just being a human being, and how to treat others and how to, you know, be appreciative of everything that you have because you just, you just, never know. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you just never know. Thanks for sharing that with yeah, us. Thank yeah. You. Um, yeah. It kind of segues into usually what we ask after this is if you were to give advice to a high school kid yeah. now, yeah. right? Um, knowing what you know now yeah. and, and having some years under your belt, <laughs> what what would be some advice you would give? I, I know you kind of gave a little bit of advice in what you just said. But, no, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think my, my number one advice to any high school kid would be enjoy it. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Appreciate it. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's it's okay, guys, right? I guess some students that are like, oh, I'm so stressed. Like, okay, take some deep breaths, right? And let's be appreciative uh, because, you know, if you're – you can't have gratitude and, and have, you know, regret and all that stuff at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I would say just appreciate everything that you have. Um, you know, there's always a bright side. Glass is half full. Um, and enjoy it. Enjoy the time because you cannot get it back. And once it's over, we know it's over. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't get that time back. So enjoy, enjoy the time. All enjoy right. it. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. We are uh, going to move into the last segment of the show, Uh-oh. which is the 20, 20 question segment. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got 20 questions that are all over the map. All right. Okay. <laughs> are you ready, Q? Um, I'm ready. I hope yeah. so. We're gonna we're gonna go bounce back and forth. Okay, right. you ready? Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so I got odds. So number one, what is your life motto or saying you like to think back on? Uh, I guess I will go with um, don't be upset with the results that you didn't get from the work that you didn't put in. Oh, <laughs> I might have Cut to, to the you, core. I might have to have you say that one more time. That yeah, was just say that again. <laughs> don't be upset with the results that you didn't get from the work that you didn't put in. Ooh. Right, so I can't be upset if I didn't get this when I didn't really work hard for it. Right, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a great model. I think that's a great model. I think something that I mean, we talk about our students too. Yeah. It's like yeah. I, I think more of our students need to start kind of yeah. hearing some of that piece. You know, yeah. there's an expectation about well, I should be here or I should yeah. have this, and you look and you're like, you you're, you're surprised by this? Yeah, you, you're really surprised you by this. For it. Yeah. How can you be upset at missing a shot? You know, you don't ever shoot. Work on your shots. So, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. All right, oh, absolutely. All right, question number two: uh, Would you rather only stay in California mm-hmm. or travel anywhere in the world, but you can't come to California? Stay in California. Yeah. Really? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Is there something else? What's so great about California? Because, I mean, I'm born and yeah. raised basically Bay Area. So, yeah. I mean, I've traveled True. a little bit, but yeah. I really haven't traveled. But uh, I really well, like this area, too. Well, I, I can take – I can – take three hours and, and go to a completely different climate. I could be in Tahoe and be in the snow and snowboard, which I love, but, and then come back and just be in, you know, back to normal weather. You know what I mean? I can go to the beach. I can take a couple hours and go to the beach. Some of the most beautiful scenes, sightseeing you'll ever see, right? Um, I can go to Disney. <laughs> I can go to L.A. I can go to San Diego. It's just you don't get that anywhere else. Um, so. Philly is just Philly. I love Philadelphia to death, right? <laughs> but you know, uh, it gets cold, <laughs> and really I can't. Cold. I can't get away from the cold in Philadelphia. Yeah, right. that's, that's a different winter than I have it's ever a experienced. Bit of yeah. Different winter, man. <laughs> that's good. Number three, favorite Livermore restaurant. 
Los Corporales. Oh, Los Caps. Yes, All right. sir. Now, yes, sir. That's the second for the season. season We've yeah. only had two episodes. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So the follow-up question he asks is, do you go to the one on Vasco or the one downtown? I go to one downtown. Okay. I, live on, I live on First Street. So oh, okay. I, mean, I go All to right. one downtown. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. And now, what, what's your go-to item there, like if you were to get something? Oh, grilled chicken tacos. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Man. All right. Yeah. I think their breakfast burritos are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They, yeah. they You can't go wrong with those caps, no, man. They're, no. they're legit. It's solid. You are a Livermore guy now. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. We were judging your response, but you just hit it out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number four. Uh, What's one thing you wish Livermore had? Hmm. I can't say Chick-fil-A. I can't say Olive Garden. (laughs) They're both coming. (laughs) Uh, Ice skating rink. Oh uh, yeah, or well, I guess I guess there is one, right? Is, is, there, is that the one on Vasco? On Vasco, yeah. I think it's at like a half rink. Okay, I, I know. Think is it open can... for the public? I think they have like uh, like public hours, but I think like we have a we have an ice hockey team in town, like a, like a club one. They train over there, but I think it's only a half a rink though. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Or you can go to like Dublin Ice. I think that's the next club. Dublin Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want an ice skating rink? Okay. Ice skating rink or a skating rink? Me and my wife we like to skate. You know what I mean? That's okay. pretty fun. Something that we oh, like to man. do. I bet you're light on your feet too, man. Uh, <laughs> Not that light. You would, you would think I was. <laughs> Remember the old roller skating rinks? Those are fun. Oh, Golden Skate, yeah, man. They're, 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 they're finally closing that thing down, I too. Know. We got to get one going, oh, man. man. It's crazy. Save Golden State. Save Golden State. State. Sorry. <laughs> uh, number five, favorite boss in your career? Clark. Yeah. The man Conover. By far. By far. I mean, he just gets it. He was, he was my athletic director when I first came here as a mm-hmm. JV coach. And watch him rise to the top, to watch him make everything look so easy. You know, <laughs> he does. He makes being a principal look really easy. I'm like, ah. Then I'm like, nah. I can never. <laughs> I, I can never. It looks I'm, so easy. I'm Maybe good where I am. Uh, no. Nah, I'm good where I am. <laughs> but Clark Conover for sure. All right. Um, uh, number six, uh, what show have you recently binge watched? Ooh. That's a good one. You know what? I've been trying to binge watch. I haven't. Uh, I'm not done yet, but um, Yellowstone. That's okay. a good show. I'm not done with it, but yeah. yeah. How um, far into it are you? I'm in like season three. In season okay. three? Yeah, so okay. I'm super new to it, but I, I'm enjoying it. All right. I'm really enjoying it. My wife and I all gave it the old college try, and I think we got through like a season, and then we were about to start the second season, and we fell off. You so, fell off. Yeah, yeah. but it was good though. Stick with it. Yeah. yeah. I hear, I, that's what everybody Some says. Some twisted characters in that show. Yeah, that's what I hear. I go in and out. I go in and out. Yeah. Uh, number seven, most recent vacation or getaway? Um, I think we went to a place called Welks Resort in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, me and my family, we go there after every year, after every season. We just travel down there. It's got a bunch of pools, a bunch of stuff for the kids, basketball hoops, sand, volleyball, all that good stuff. Yeah, I love San Diego. It's one of, the, uh-huh. one of my favorite places. Oh, I love San Diego, yeah. too. Oh, my goodness, you yeah. can't beat it. Uh-huh. As soon as you fly into the city, you're just like, ah, oh, I'm here. <laughs> can, I, can I say a quick story? Heck yeah. yeah. Dude, I, so I was coming out here to go to Ohlone College, like I told you guys, mm-hmm. and um, my cousin came with me, and my cousin's mom booked the flight. And we were supposed to go to San Jose. <laughs> she booked yeah, San Diego. Yeah, there's a lot of sand in San Diego. And we get out there and we see the palm trees. And we're like, oh, this is it. This is what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> this is where we're supposed to be. And we call our coach. Like, are you picking us up? Like, you guys are in, we're supposed to be in San Jose. So we had to get on this bus. We had like 200 bucks to our name. No. We got on, we got on a charter bus from San Diego. 
to San Jose. And San Jose is a little different than San Diego. A little Diego. bit of a letdown <laughs> yeah. compared little, to San Diego. Just a little bit. So you do get that ah feeling when you get to San Diego. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> Oh, book the early flight home to San Diego. That's man. a disappointment. Yeah. Yes, it is, to say the least. To say the least. Uh, all right. Question number eight: uh, A childhood dream that didn't really pan out. Uh, making it to the NBA. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was always my goal, and it, and to be so close and to not get it. Um, it. You know, everything happens for a reason. So I am super happy and grateful. I'm, my son is a is a killer as a basketball player. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see both of my boys play. But um, I'm in a good spot. But that did hurt. <laughs> that yeah. did hurt. I mean, so uh, just uh, yeah. so the G, it was the D League. Yeah. I mean, assuming that you would have made the team, yeah. is it just that much harder just to get to an NBA squad too? I mean, like, uh, I guess for perspective, like, how close were you to getting to the NBA squad? You know what? I think I was. I made it to the final uh, tryouts, whatever, because they have these um, phases. I made it to the final phase, and uh, there were a couple games, man, where I had about 35, 30-something. Wow. Just filled it up, you know, just making a lot of shots, and uh, I got the attention of a lot of those guys, and so I felt I felt really good about being there. And like I said, whenever I go into a room, I, I just – I'm going to pick out the best player, and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to work harder than this guy. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really confident that I would find my way on to something, a roster mm-hmm. or somewhere – but it just didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Thank you. Number nine, name a cherished item you have in your house. Oh, my Coach of the Year award, I would say. Um, All right. From 2019, 2020, oh, yeah. the Tri-Valley Coach of the Year award. Man. You got that on the mantle? Oh, I got it on the mantle, baby. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. special to me. I tell my kids, stay away from it. You know, don't touch <laughs> it. Don't even look at it. You know? <laughs> That's mine. That's that. It's mine. I earned that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, question number ten: uh, What is a hidden talent or skill most people uh, don't know that uh, don't know that you have? I think people know I can sing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, I was I like, sing? drop no, a couple I bars cannot. for us right now. I, I can. I cannot <laughs> sing. Uh, my wife can sing. I cannot sing. I love to snowboard. Right. Okay, I yeah. love to snowboard. I'm You're not. Good at it. I'm not saying I'm really good at it, but I'm. I'm staying up on the board without falling down. I'll put it that way. Right. <laughs> so, now, is there skill. good ski resorts in like the Philly area? I have no idea. Like, yeah, or- we, we have the Poconos, the area called the Poconos, okay. where you know you, a lot of skiing and snowboarding. But I had never like I went to Denver, like I told you, buddies of mine would snowboard and ski all the time. On our on our scholarships that you sign, you can't do any of those things. Yeah. So I would be super jealous. So the moment I got to go to Tahoe and snowboard, I took my snowboarding lessons. And, you know, I just fell in love with it. I, I can't get to it as much as I want to because of season. Right. But, uh, man, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Number 11, one celebrity or athlete that drives you nuts? Draymond. Draymond <laughs> drives you nuts? Drives me nuts, man. Because Tell I'll us lo- why. <laughs> He's listening to. Uh, hey, hey, Draymond, I love you, man. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying that. It's just... I mean, you know, you want him to bottle up some of that frustration a little bit. And speaking to a guy who played with passion, who mm-hmm. coaches with passion, right? So I, I, I get it. I get the fire, and I know how that fire helps the Warriors. But, you know, some things that you just wish you could take back from him because it, it, it tarnishes who he is and it could affect um, the, the, what they built, you know, in Golden State these last, you know. Yeah. Ten years or so. Yeah. Are you a Are you a Warriors fan or are you a Sixers fan? I enjoy I, I enjoy the Warriors. 
Okay, I, New I York am, Sixers. I am a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand. I, I enjoy the Warriors. I enjoy the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of a squad are the Sixers going to have? Uh, you think that they should be? I mean, I mean, the East is going to be interesting this year too. East is loaded for sure, but I mean, Philly is pretty good too. But. I think we're bought in this year, man. I, you know, I, with the Ben Simmons stuff that was going on, I think it kind of killed some of our chemistry. Um, but I think James Harden is really bought in. I think we got a young kid named Maxie. He's oh, really, I like watching Maxie. Oh, man. He's, he's, he's a bulldog. He's a bulldog. Big Blue Nation. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo, baby. <laughs> my my whole family's from Kentucky. So Are they? UK all the way. Oh, uh, let's go, baby. <laughs> Big Blue Nation. Let's go. All righty. Uh, question number 12, uh, all-time favorite appetizer? All-time favorite appetizer, hot wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great hot, choice. Hot wings. Yeah. Great choice. I gotta is, get some hot wings. Is there a spot or just uh, like uh, they can go? Like Buffalo Wild Wings will do it for you, but I don't even. I wouldn't even say Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really a, a Wingstop guy. My family is. My boys are. They'd be disappointed hearing me say this, <laughs> but you know what? I can't think. Oh, you know what? There's a there's a place in San Jose called uh, shoot. What is it called? Smoke Eaters. Okay. I don't know if you guys ever been there, but you got to try it. It's okay. it's near Mission San Jose College. Okay. Because this is where we have some AAU games sometimes, and it's uh, like literally five minutes from there. But it's called Smoke Eaters. Smoke Eaters. Oh, it's delicious. All right. Best wings I've had. All right. I got to go. Yeah. Got to check it out. Number 13, would you rather always be sweaty or always be shivering cold? Sweaty. I'm a, I'm a heat guy. Yeah. I can't do the cold. You, you've you lived the cold. I've you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've lived, I'm done with it. It's over with. Uh, uh, question number 14, favorite number and why? It was number three for Allen Iverson. Number oh. four, my buddy RJ, who I mm-hmm. told you, uh, you know, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's my favorite number now. Uh, yeah. Number four. Number four, number four now, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what was your number uh, when you played? And I'm not sure if it changed because it you were It changed. Going, yeah. It went from number three when I was at Ohlone, and then when I changed, I went. It was number one. I was a big Derrick Rose fan. And he was mm-hmm. number one. So, and then everything after I wore that was number four. Got it. Yeah, for my boy. Mm. Fifteen. Your morning routine. Oh, that's good. I, I'll, I'll get up. I try to get up like around four fifty, five a.m. Mm-hmm. I actually come here, <clears throat> run a mile or two, lift, and then uh, go home and kiss my kids and my wife and uh, get here <laughs> get ready for class. All right. So yeah. you come here, go mm-hmm. home, get ready, come back. Come back here. Awesome. Spend the entire like day it. here. <laughs> I like it. Dedication to Granada. Locked yeah. in. Locked and if in. you're living on First Street, I'm assuming you're not too far away. Not then. too far. Yeah, that makes it nice. You got to start running here. Then work out, then run back. It's too cold in the morning. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's very cold. <laughs> it is very cold. I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number 16. Uh, how many keys are on your keychain right now? On my Granada keychain or on my house keychain? Your choice. Your choice, yeah. My Granada keychain, I got like eight. <laughs> really? Got, yeah, eight different You got to have a couple of different basketball I locks and a couple of different doors. Basketball and- lock. I got my classroom lock now. Gotta I gotta get that master key. I gotta get that master key, man. Mm-hmm. Don't want that pressure. <laughs> Don't want too that much pressure. responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Too much responsibility. Hey, can you come open this? Like, no, what? exactly. It's so easy. Does your key open this? Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> nah, no, I gotta go guys. find somebody else. Sorry, guys, can't do it. <laughs> call call athletic director David Moore. <laughs> call that David Moore. He, he likes to be called at all times of the hour. Yeah, or email him. He loves answering emails. <laughs> uh, number seventeen. Scale of one to ten. How cool are you? Oh, man, you know what? 
I like to say a, a, a solid seven. Solid seven? I like to say a solid yeah, that's seven. A, that's a humble brag. Right? Yeah, that's uh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking nine plus. Yeah. yeah. What would your kids say? I appreciate it. My children or my yeah. basketball kids? Your children. I think my children would give me a, a nine. Okay. Yeah. What about your basketball team? I think my basketball team would give me a nine. There you go. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're a nine. I, I yes. think they give me yeah, a nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think <laughs> my kids are going to listen to this. They're like, Dad, no way. <laughs> Maybe on a good day. <laughs> uh, question number 18. Uh, yeah. Did you have any nicknames growing up or, or do you currently have any nicknames? Q. It was always Q. One, one of my teammates in Ataloni would call me Holy Quran because Quran is the <laughs> If you, if you saw him, you would know because he's a loud, big dude. And holy Quran, like ah, dude, <laughs> you call me cute. Now, did, was this like uh, growing up too? Like ever from a young age, everybody, or was this like? Uh, no, I didn't. People just call me Quran growing up, honestly. And then when I got to high school, my coach called me Q. And it's like, hey, you got to get a big Q on your shoulder when you get your first tattoo. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Loving basketball, the guy's name was Q. Uh-huh. He had a tattoo, I believe, mm-hmm. of a Q on his shoulder. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> it's not a tattoo I'm going to get. All right. But no other nicknames, Q has always been the one. And Holy Quran. And Holy Quran. Yes, Holy Quran. That's great. That's it. Number 19, we're almost done. You're doing great. Yeah. Uh, something new in your life right now. Teaching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, teaching is, is is new. It's fun. It's exciting. It keeps me on my toes. It gives me headaches, <laughs> but it's also you know um, exciting for me. Yeah, I am enthusiastic about getting up and teaching every day. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to. Hopefully, it keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. it does. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it gets easier. Oh, does it does. It? Oh no, it does. Uh, after year two. So you're going into your third year. Oh, okay. It feels like, oh my gosh, I got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the and, first couple of years are hard. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, no, just figuring everything out, getting your routines, getting your expectations, mm-hmm. getting your curriculum all lined up. And like yeah. I said, but after about two years, I would agree with that. It's like, oh, I got some things in place. Oh, I remember doing this activity. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to prep so much for this. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can kind of just get in flow. And, and yeah, yeah, I can makes, see that. Yeah. And after two years, you kind of have been exposed to every type of kid by then yeah you okay. kind of know how kids tick by then sure, and sure. kind of understand like okay i know how to work with this type of kid this yeah. type of kid so i, I would say that. third year you, you feel real good yeah mm-hmm. i can see that yeah. that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. okay here we all go right. all right last question Let's uh go, baby. question number 20 what yeah. would be your perfect day off <sighs> you know what my wife might kill me if she listens to this but i think my, <laughs> my, first, my perfect day off but just be waking up and laying in the bed with my family in the bed with me and watching a movie or something like that, eating food in the bed, just laying, just just being there. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I think she would say go to the beach or something like that, <laughs> hang out at the beach. But I'm just, I'm always going. I'm always on the move. I like to just be in the bed with, with my family, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That, that sounds, sounds like, like a, a nice day. day. Yeah, day. you guys can relate to that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I've done those days before. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, that's awesome. Coach Q got oh, through the gauntlet of 20 questions, the oh, whole man. interview. You did great, this man. This was awesome. I, yeah. I really appreciate you guys having me. This was super fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, super appreciative. Love having yeah. you on campus. And Likewise. just uh, such a positive piece and doing great things. Thank you. Uh, thank not you. only uh, on the basketball court, but also just here in the community as well. Oh, thank so, you. Thank you yeah. very much. And so, and just a shout out to the the, the, the Matador basketball program. Uh, yeah. We got the season coming up here. When will be, like, yes, I know sir. we have uh, tryouts here at the end of the month. When, when do yeah. games actually start for you guys? Uh, second week of November is when our first uh, scrimmage 
we'll, we'll start. But our first actual game that counts is will be uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Oh, excuse me. The day before Thanksgiving. Sorry. The day oh, before. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Northgate. We go. We go to Northgate at Northgate. Okay. Uh, so yeah. that's the big game. Yeah, um, everybody be there. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> on the calendar, baby. Uh, a few, a few more things uh, before we go off here. Number one is we're still looking for a sponsor slash a partner. Yeah. Um, anybody in Livermore, you want to sponsor the Grabbing Life by the Horns podcast? We are willing and able and nice. excited. You can give us a sticker. You can give us money. You can give us whatever you want. <laughs> um, we just want a sponsor. Let's make it happen. Los Caps, give um, you some, some sponsors. Yeah, some Los Caps. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> um, so, listeners, if you know of somebody who wants to, to sponsor, partner with us, let us know. And now we've come to the Livermore trivia question. Uh, those of you who've listened all the way to the end, you get the trivia question. Question number two for uh, this episode or for the season who is the largest baby ever born at Valley Memorial Livermore Hospital? Um, just, I mean, I'm going to guess Han just right I was going to say. <laughs> well, um, we will say that there is a relation um, to somebody who is on staff here right now. Oh. Um, so it, whoever gets it first, uh, remember, uh, direct message us on uh, Instagram, on our GLBH podcast uh, Instagram page. First person gets a shout out. We'll give you the the name and the answer on the next episode. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, HGs. As always, make sure you shine your light, make good choices, and uh, grab life by the horns. Let's go.